Hello, everyone. This is Amy Zirkel, and you're listening to Transaction Trending, the official podcast of ETA. Thanks so much for tuning in. On this episode, we're taking a closer look at a subject we've yet to explore in depth on this podcast, prepaid products. And to do that, we're joined by Jeff Johnson, Senior Vice President of Commercial Prepaid at NetSpend. In my conversation with Jeff, we explored several facets of the prepaid marketplace, payroll solutions, loyalty and rewards, the gig economy and mobile payments, just to name a few. So let's take a listen. Jeff, before we get started, let's get a, a little bit more uh, information on you. You've had a really long career in the payment space, primarily focused in the prepaid market. So do you mind sharing a little bit of your journey in payments for our listeners? Sure, Amy. Um, a really long time. That makes me feel um, like <laughs> a long I've got career. a few years on me. But hey, that, that, that's okay. That's okay. That's great. You know, um, that's, what, that's what almost 20 years in the, uh, in the payments world um, will we'll do to you, right? But um, look, so I've had the pleasure of, of being in payments for almost 20 years now and um, um, served in several different roles across all that product development, leading sales, uh, distribution of payment solutions, not just prepaid either, right? It, it was over check and merchant processing, mobile, e-commerce. And so, but predominantly my background has been in prepaid um, since the the early, early days of payroll card and, and standard gift cards and things of that sort. So um, I'd like to think I've seen a lot of it. Wow. And and so in terms then of, of the prepaid space, which we really haven't, you know, our, our transaction trending podcast, we've talked about a lot of various aspects uh, of the payments ecosystem and taken a closer look at different types of products and solutions. I have to say, full disclosure, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about prepaid. So can you share a little bit around the, the noticeable trends that are emerging in the space and are really sort of teeing it up as, uh, as the industry innovation and evolution continues around us? Sure. The prepaid industry has continued to grow in some way, shape, or form, Amy. Um, you know, through growth through consumers, growth through businesses. You know, those businesses are trying to find value in, in prepaid cards and, how, and when they get paid, how they get paid. Um, making purchases, managing their finances. And so, you know, the prepaid industry has really evolved uh, over the years from just a tool to, as I mentioned earlier right, in your question about, you know, payroll cards and, and the early years of getting, um, you know, employees paid or, or buying a gift card off the, you know, off the, off the rack there in the, in the retail store to, you know, give as a present. Um, it's really become a more of a... Uh, you know, a standard offering for all generations um, out there utilizing the card and in the payment industry. And so it's really become this tool that drives retention, um, drives incremental revenue for retailers, um, as well as merchant acquirers. It, it's fascinating to think about kind of the, the, the prepaid space, especially because, and you mentioned the um, the, the the cards in the in the grocery store whatnot. I mean, prepaid products have really been an easy pro solution for a lot of consumers in terms of gift giving and 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 you know things in that in that realm. Most of our you know most of our listeners sit squarely in the merchant acquiring space. So we 
can think of, of our audience as embracing the, the traditional ISOs, um, ISVs, payment facilitators, acquirers, networks. What, what do they need to know if they don't know already or they should keep in mind um, the, the, the prepaid space in 2019 and, and, um, and, and what it really means for the industry overall? I would tell your your listener base out there and your merchant acquirer base that um, prepaid is a great complement to the typical merchant acquiring customer. It's not cannibalistic. It's not looking to take any kind of value away from you know from that um, that particular client, and it's a great retention tool for those clients. And I think that as it's become you know both a um, ability to sell through retail or reduce expenses in, in the back office. It um, it can create a, a broader package for that merchant acquirer, ISO, ISV, whatever it might be, to provide out and create a a total solution payment for that particular client than just going in there and selling them merchant acquiring or check processing or, or whatever it might be that they're doing today. And so I think that prepaid rounds out that offering that that um, that merchant acquirer is is looking to provide out to its client base. Right. It, it's another solution in the portfolio um, of, of a variety of products that will meet the unique de- demands of a specific customer base or provide a real um, a value-add offering in some instances. Does does prepaid, sure. can you offer a little bit about sort of where prepaid and loyalty, where those synergies are there? Because I think that that's an area, too, of, of, uh, of really what's helped accelerate the, the prepaid growth. Sure. Those typically ride hand-in-hand. Hand hand. Um, if you give me a, a perfect one is if you look at, like, what a Starbucks does today. You have your Starbucks card, and you can gain points off various, you know, purchases inside of, um, you know, that particular retailer or, or, or coffee shop that, you know, it's always been one that they could load that value back on that loyalty value back onto that prepaid card only to be used inside the four walls of that particular retailer. So I think that as we look to offer loyalty and reward cards, you know, out there and encourage consumers to use those cards in a way that could reduce the impact on their fee structure, right? Um, you know, there's there's several different rails out there that they can utilize. Um, you have the mobile, you have digital in regards to the, the ability to access the, those prepaid and loyalty rewards. And I think it becomes more and more of a um, of a tool that is used to create foot traffic through the stores and a better consumer experience. Right. It's fascinating, too, because prepaid transcends all the delivery mechanisms, right? That's right. So it's it's a it's a it's a card, but you talked about mobile. You can utilize prepaid, even in an e-commerce realm. The interesting thing too about about prepaid, and I think of just examples. It's it's a wonderful entry point for people new in the ecosystem, and by that I mean new types of customers. So if you think of, you know, it's it's August. People are going back to school. A lot of kids heading out to college will sort of start in the electronic payment space with a prepaid card, whether it's tied to a cafeteria, a bookstore, a presence in a new city. It's a, it's a wonderful tool to, to, to get new customers into, into our ecosystem. I agree 100%, Amy. And I think that as you know, we talk about form factors, right? So 
same principle. Like everybody has a card, right? It started out, you know, cards. That's the only way that you could access those particular prepaid funds. And it's migrated into this digital delivery or mobile delivery. And especially in these, you know, in the, in the later generations of millennial and Gen Xers, right? I mean, that's what they're seeing, right? And they want convenience out there today. And whether you talk about the ability to use it as going off to school and off to college and, and having certain value loaded on there or, or starting a new job in a, in a new city, all those pieces tie together to create this path, right, into payments that they may have not experienced at that level before. Um, I look at my children, right? I've got a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old, and I don't think either one of them has ever stepped stepped into the four walls of a of a bank before, <laughs> right? But yet they have banking accounts, right. and it's on their phone, right? Right? And I think that, um, and there's certain prepaid aspects that come along inside of that mobile device and, and mobile experience. Yeah. No, I love that that path to payments perspective. Not to put too fine an alliterative point on it, but it is. It's it's really exciting to to think about and and like you I have you know students in that as the kids in that same realm and that's their first real experience to engage in this in this ecosystem and so um, and we want them to be productive and successful and get jobs and when they get jobs they'll get paid and so that'll lead us right to payroll so payroll is is a real wonderful area for innovation in the, in the prepaid space and so can you share your perspective on the changes that we've seen um, going on in the workforce, the, the, the magnificent growth of the gig economy? Um, help, help our listeners sort of figure out where the relevance of prepaid is so essential in all of this. Well, going back to your first question, right, uh, you know, and getting some background, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing, seeing it from the beginning. Right. Um, uh, when payroll were, was really first, payroll card was first beginning to get some traction back in the early 2000s. And back then, it was as simple as replacing a paper payroll check with a um, particular device that looked and felt like a direct deposit on the, in the back offices of, of some employer of some sort, right? What we're seeing now is just totally different. The gig economy has really driven a, a lot of the ability for payroll card to be changed over the years, right? And so you've got this new generation, Gen X, millennial, whatever it might be, that is so used to um, immediate gratification, right? So I work, I get paid. And so, um, which has really changed for the, pay, you know, the, the payroll card world to change like that's that's not typical of what they would have experienced. You were always on a biweekly pay in some way, shape, or form, and then that led to you getting a check or you had direct deposit, and then to help eliminate some of the costs that were associated with checks, that's where payroll card came in. Um, and I go to my, I go back to my comment in regards to the, you know mobile device, digital, some sort of virtual account that is being created today, that's where payroll card's going also. And so, you know, there's there's more part-time employees out there. There's more gig workers than ever. There's there's more opportunity for companies to eliminate uh, the manual processes and paper. It's it's really become a uh, a cornerstone in the delivery of payroll. Where back in the early 2000s and and even later on in that, that you were actually having to explain what that meant, right? What a pay card was and how it fit into their payroll system. Now it's just expected. Right. And so 
that's driven us to really create innovative payroll products that allow us to fill the gap of um, a certain segment of employees out there, whether they're part-time, gig, whatever it might be. And so it's really been a, um, a transitional period over really the last five years. And I think that's what you're going to continue to see as we move into the next five or ten years is um, we'll be pressed and to, to be on the cutting edge of accommodating this particular um, workforce that is wanting to be paid via their phone, have several different ways to go about it, whether it's moving funds you know, immediately into a bank account, whether it's um, moving it to a virtual account, keeping it on your phone, um, paying with your phone, whatever it might be. And I think that we have to continue um, as an industry to evolve to accommodate the the need of what this, you know, what the workforce is going to want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it sounds like in terms of the, the the changes in the workforce, it's really forcing companies like NextSpend um, and and maybe other prepaid players in the in the. Um, in the ecosystem, I, I won't speak to any of them. I'm talking here to NetSpend, sure. but to really, to really look at technology and how to embrace innovation and and think about those new form factors and those new methods of delivery, so that you have an array of products and services. You have various flavors of prepaid or various types of prepaid solutions that meet the ever growing, expanding, shifting customer demand. I agree 100%, right? And the one thing that we have to make certain that we do as NetSpend is we have to make it easy for our customers to do business with us, right? And so we we have to create this frictionless, seamless pay card program that fits into the back office of, of our client. And that it could be as simple as, you know, an app, an API, whatever it might be. And that's really what's changed a lot of the market out there also is that instead of just going out and providing a solution to a certain client, it's really how does it fit into their back office that makes it easier and simpler for them to implement it and ultimately pay their employee. And so, um, you know, we've really worked hard here at NetSpend to look at how we fit into the overall ecosystem of payment. Um, not just out there providing a card, but what can we do to make it seamless for that particular client to implement our product as well as distribute it out to their to their workforce? So, so Jeff, what do you, if you can sort of, you know, think big picture um, in, in terms of the the ever growing role and the prevalence of prepaid products? Where do you see? How do you see this evolution continuing for prepaid for merchants and consumers in the next, I don't know, five or ten years? What do you sort of see on the horizon in terms of the the role and evolution for prepaid? That's a great question, Amy. It is a difficult question because we're doing it every day. But I will tell you that if I, if I look into the crystal ball of the future, right, I think we continue to see the ability for our consumer or or employee, however the way you want to look at it, the ability to access wages or even non-wages could be gift-related, could be um, an incentive of some sort, could be loyalty of some sort, and have them redeem that in a way that is the most convenient for them. And that could be pushing those funds to a virtual account. That could be pushing those funds to a payroll card. It could be buying something online on their mobile device. It could be a number of different things. And I think we just have to continue to build an experience for the end user to utilize those funds 
and, and buying something or, or receiving you know, pay in some way, shape, or form that allows them the most convenience without creating a, uh, an atmosphere of difficulty to go do that. So we need it for it to be really seamless. I think we'll continue to see that evolve through better mobile devices, uh, better apps to, to do that, um, to receive those. I mean, we continually have to look at partners out there today or even build it internally that allow us to distribute and provision those accounts in the most efficient way. It's interesting because it embraces the standard approach across this ecosystem ar- around creating a heightened customer experience bringing ease, simplicity, sophistication. It is. It's all driven by by customer demand, regardless of the payment product identified, it seems. Um, it, is, it's, it, is a, it is truly a, a fascinating time in this industry with, without question. Um, so, Jeff, I don't know. I hope you'll indulge me, if, if you will, in something we do here on Transaction Trending, which is we, we call it Parting Perspectives. And it allows our listeners to learn a little bit more uh, about our guest, a little bit more uh, personal, I suppose, about our guest. So I, I hope you will indulge me. Okay. Um, and with that, what was your first job? It doesn't have to be in this industry. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Um, well, like every... Uh, Every young teenage boy, right? I mowed my fair share of grass out there, right? And uh, and was paid to do that. Um, but I would say that my first real check that um, that I got is I was a bagger at Winn Dixie Supermarkets <gasps> okay. when I was 16 years old. Oh. And so uh, that's uh, that been my first experience into um, into getting a paycheck. Wonderful. And so you run the prepaid business for NetSpend, but what was the last thing you bought with cash? <laughs> uh well um in all truthfulness i think i bought lunch yesterday with cash believe it or not wow um, it's, it's funny you know i don't i don't carry a ton of cash anymore right uh, as i mentioned i got a couple a couple of kids they typically you know i tend to have less of it in there anymore <laughs> anyway right so um but no i think i bought lunch with uh as, as early as yesterday <laughs> okay fair fair enough and finally, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? It can be career advice, personal advice. It is that that gem jewel, that personal, you know, notion concept that stays with you that you always, when you're in the middle of making a tough decision or you're kind of in a point, you know, at a fork in the road, you think back and, and recall this. You know, I guess the one thing that I really – took a hold of over all the years and, and various mentors, right, was a couple of different things. One is build your business network as, as far and wide as you can, right? Because you can never have um, too many friends in the business to help give guidance to you. And so I think I've done a good job of that over the 20, almost 20 years in the, in the payments world. Um, do what you say you're going to do, right? Be somebody that someone can trust in. Don't burn a bridge, right out there, especially in the payment right, world where right. you, know, you can see all the validation <laughs> we've had, right? You never know who you're going to be working for. But I think that I look back and, you know, I have, have been one to come through and deliver on, on promises made in regards to business purposes, friendship purposes, whatever it might be. And I think that's something everybody should look back on. 
Well, Jeff Johnson, I thank you so much. That's important pieces of advice, um, fascinating discussion on prepaid, and we thank you so very much for your time. Thanks, Amy. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again to Jeff Johnson, SVP of Commercial Prepaid at NetSpend, for joining us. We've got more great episodes coming, and you won't want to miss them. Remember to subscribe to Transaction Trending on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I hope to see you at ETA's upcoming Strategic Leadership Forum, September 25th to the 27th in Boca Raton, Florida, taking place at the beautiful Oceanside Waldorf Astoria Boca Raton Resort. We're bringing together our industry's top leaders for an unrivaled networking summit. You'll hear from leaders on the main stage, including Global Payments Inc. CEO Jeff Sloan and MasterCard's Chief Privacy Officer Caroline Louveau, while enjoying the exclusive access and essential insights that will help you grow your business. Visit www.etaslf.com to register. And for ETA, I'm Amy Zirkle. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Transaction Trending, a podcast powered by the Electronic Transactions Association. ETA is the leading trade association for the payments industry, representing over 500 payments technology companies worldwide. This episode was produced by Laura Hubbard and Patrick Nolan. It was recorded, edited, and mixed by Patrick Nolan. For more information on the Electronic Transactions Association, visit electran.org.